we called it the Haunted Podcast. A little bit of scary with a little bit of history. Sorry, that was me. Gotcha. Take two. <laughs> Some of the great haunted places around the world. It's haunted history. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you and welcome to the show. Here at Haunted History, we share historic stories with a hint of haunt. We try our best to stick with stories about places you can still visit in some capacity and share a little bit of travel information in case our destination is on your list. But before we start, we want to give you two brief but very important notes. We received some feedback the other day, so we decided to add a disclaimer for those of you that require it. The purpose of this podcast is for us to explore history and the paranormal, but mostly, and I stress mostly, to have fun because we love what we do. Haters be hating. We just want to have fun and keep doing what we Girls love to do. <laughs> so while we are in no capacity employed comedians, we do share some jokes. We apologize in advance if we offend anyone. That's not our intent. But like I said, we're here to have fun. So no judgment from us if this isn't your thing. The second is that due to the nature of this podcast, we do talk about some death and potentially frightening topics. So we want to put out a little ears warning. It's possibly best to have parents to listen with those under the age of 14. Today, we are going to be talking about the mysterious hauntings of the Bell Witch Farm. The Bell Witch of Tennessee was said to be a, quote, strange haunting that occurred in Robertson's County between 1817 and 1821. This is allegedly the only haunting investigated by a government which concluded that it was a supernatural event, according to writer and historian Dan Willoughby. If you have ever seen the movie An American Haunting, this is what it's about. In the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to Robertson's County, Tennessee, settling them down in Red River, Tennessee, which later became Adams, Tennessee. This is all basically the same place where he purchased 328 acres of land. After moving there, Bell and his wife had three children, Elizabeth Betsy, in actually it's supposed to be like elizabeth aka betsy in 1806 richard in 1811 and joel in 1813 one afternoon in 1817 bell was inspecting his cornfield when he came across an animal with the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit and i'm kind of curious about what kind of dog it was (laughs) like was it like a pug (laughs) or was it like a rottweiler because i feel like those look like two very different animals Correct. Just throwing that out or, there. Or, you know, Pomeranian. No, that was not a thing that he saw. <laughs> According to Tay. <laughs> he claimed that he shot this funny looking animal a few times with a gun that we're assuming he had on him at the time. I put that in brackets because I couldn't find anywhere about him holding a gun, but I'm just guessing he had one. Uh, and the animal seemed to disappear. The family thought nothing more of it until they began to hear beating sounds in the walls of their house that evening. And it didn't put it in here, but they were actually like coming from the outside. So it sounded like someone was like outside the house, like beating down the walls or whatever. 
The strange occurrences started with rapping and scratching noises, then escalated to where blankets were being pulled from the beds and family members were being assaulted by way of being kicked, scratched, and having their hair pulled. So it's all around a very pleasant ghost. Casper, everyone. Casper's older, much angrier sister. (laughs) While he initially attempted to hide these occurrences from friends, John Bell eventually confided in a friend when Betsy, a.k.a. Elizabeth, woke up with welts and handprints on her face. Then, an investigative committee was formed. The ghost became so intriguing and famous that even General Andrew Jackson visited and experienced the wrath of the ghost that refused to let his carriage wheels turn. Allegedly, that was not his only encounter. An excerpt from an article by Stephen Wagner on (laughs) ThoughtCo.com says... Betsy Bell screamed all night from the pinching and slapping she received from the witch, and Jackson's covers were ripped off as quickly as he could put them back on, and he had said his entire party of men were slapped, pinched, and had their hair pulled by the witch until morning, when Jackson and his men decided to hightail it out of Adams. Jackson was later quoted as saying, I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than to have to fight the bell witch (laughs) now i do want to say two things number one who stays all night long if their blankets are being ripped off them and the second is i did read that there was like a few articles that were like no he left when his carriage wouldn't move and then like one (laughs) that said he stayed and so i decided to quote the one that said he stayed so it's unknown (laughs) i'm guessing he probably didn't stay the night because i'm like who has the president over was he president during this time? No. <laughs> Almost president. He was prior to president. A visitor to the Bell House wrote in a letter found tucked inside a Bible. There was no angel. It was a demon in the house. Folks sat in the room reading the Bible to wait on the witch ghost. A particular target of the mysterious torment was young Betsy Bell, a mere 11 years old in 1817 who was slapped, pinched, bruised, and stuck with pins. Richard Bell's diary was found, and in it said that eventually the noises came inside the house and started tormenting Betsy by slapping her and pulling her hair. Allegedly, at one point, someone even tried to wrap up the Bell Witch and set her on fire. The spirit identified itself as Kate Batts, a neighbor whom John had a bad business experience with over some purchased slaves. Kate made daily appearances and was seldom silent. It seemed that Kate had two main reasons for visiting the Bell home. The main one was to kill John Bell. For what reason, no one knows because Kate never gave a reason why. The second reason was to stop John's youngest daughter, Betsy, from marrying a certain neighbor boy named Joshua Gardner. Who I'm sure was a hottie, but not as hot as Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> I just saying. John Kate. Bell fell victim to bouts of strange illnesses, for which the ghost claimed responsibility for. And while he was sick in bed and recovering, he was cursed and prodded and not allowed to rest. John was found unconscious in bed one morning with a strange bottle nearby. A drop of the black liquid from the bottle was placed on the tongue of a cat who promptly died. John Bell, no coincidence, died on December 20th, 1820. Well, basically just died right after. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) 
Allegedly, Ghost Kate screamed in triumph, saying, Gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. (laughs) Then celebrated at John's funeral by laughing, cursing, and singing as he was buried. She was, like I said, super pleasant. Kate, the ghost, stuck around for a bit after the death of her arch nemesis, John, to threaten Betsy Bell not to marry Joshua Gardner. The witch never said why, but she was okay with her later marrying her former school teacher, Richard Powell, who developed a fondness for Betsy when she first entered his classroom years before. So creepy. It is interesting to note that allegedly the hauntings began soon after Richard befriended the Bell family, and it is said that he was a student of the occult. Though this has never been confirmed, finally, Powell's first wife died in 1821, the same year Betsy ended her engagement. Coincidence? What a coincidence. He's like, oh, Betsy's done? Get out of here, Wanda. (laughs) We're done. He's like, oh, honey, come here. I made you some soup with this black liquid. It's got a little bit of arsenic in it. (laughs) Kate then left, promised to return in seven years. She did return in 1828 for a few short weeks. During this visit, she allegedly visited the home of John Bell Jr. and had talks with him about the past, the present, and the future, where she made some predictions. She's just super chatty this time around. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm so sorry I killed your dad. Want to sit and have a chat? <laughs> it was nothing personal, you know. <laughs> I just... Robert Powell asked me to make sure that Betsy married him because he was super into her. And I thought, hey, I'm going to do brother a favor, you know. So I killed your dad. (laughs) So sorry. Kate also alluded to there being a reason for John Bell's death, but never elaborated on the reason. After the second visit, she said her next return would be in 107 years. That would have been in 1935. However, some believe that Kate never left the area due to the strange things that occur in and around the town of Adams and the Bell Witch Cave. According to local legend, many believe that after the witch left the Bell family, she went to the cave. Others believe that it marks the entrance to where the ghosts came into the world. So I don't know if it's like a hell thing going on or whatever. Anyway, the cave itself is located at the center of a large bluff that overlooks the river And while the mouth of the cave opens widely, the entrance to the cave itself is gained through a long tunnel. It is incredibly hard to navigate when it is wet as steam gushes from the entrance and tumbles over the hillside. Sounds very creepy. The Bell Witch Cave became an attraction due to Bill Eden, who owned the property for a number of years. Under Bill's ownership, the cave attracted thousands of visitors a year, though he was never sure why, as he didn't give anyone directions. Today, the Bell Witch is still blamed for unexplained sightings and sounds near the old Bell Witch farm. So today, you can actually visit the Bell Witch Cave located in Adams, Tennessee. But before you head there and book your trip, we have a few helpful reviews for you to consider. Alright, so Brian B. says, This has to be the worst attraction that I have ever visited. I wish I had read reviews before we went. The TLDR version is, to whoever knows what that actually stands for, please let me know. (laughs) Because I have no idea. 
The reports of the grumpy owner are accurate. Too long didn't read. That's what TLDR means. Oh, so the short form. In- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. The house is not even remotely like the real house the Bells lived in. See pics. We don't have the pictures. We don't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that this is even the same property where the Bells lived. Each time the legend was told it was vastly different from the previous version that was told two minutes earlier a haunted house cd from goodwill is more informative spooky and less expensive than this tour don't waste your money well i think it's safe to say he did not enjoy (laughs) i'm thinking he wasn't a huge fan nope john l gave it four out of five stars he was great. Hayride would have been better if Driver didn't continually threaten to throw people off for insignificant things. Grumpy Driver scarier than props. <laughs> Catastrophe V gave it a 4 out of 5 saying, we added this to our stop en route to Gatlinburg. Never Gatlinburg. heard of Gatlinburg maybe? Yeah. Let's go with that. If you're not familiar with the legend, I suggest doing both the cabin and the cave tours. If you know it, or if you know it, just do the cave. Okay, so apparently the cabins are not always relevant. The young ladies in the gift shop were very friendly asking us questions about our sports team once they found out where we were from. That's very friendly. The gift shop has neat artifacts too, so spend some time looking at them. The cave itself was very interesting for our and our guide was knowledgeable and friendly. She told us of the shrieking noises others experienced in the cave. But I couldn't attribute that to haunting due to fox and bobcats native to the area. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There is a lot of Native American influence in the land, which is to be expected given the part of the country you're in. While in the cave, I had goosebumps with a static electricity feeling on my left arm with my hair standing straight up. Definitely some type of energy in there. I was also overcome with sadness in the first part of the cave on the verge of tears, but that dissipated when we moved locations. This static feeling on my arm remained throughout our tour. Whether you believe in hauntings or not, the history of the land alone is indisputable, and I'm sure there's residual energy left behind. Wear shoes appropriate for climbing slash exploring the cave. It's wet and slick in spots. Gauge you. Gave it a 1 out of 5. This place is closed on Tuesday. I went on Tuesday because I thought it was open. Thanks, Google. (laughs) Long story short, while this is clearly not the most exciting tour to go on, averaging a 3.5 out of 5 on Google reviews, there does seem like there are mixed reviews and heading on the cave tour might be worth your while. Pending your cool with the grumpy man in the overalls, but don't head there on a Tuesday. And maybe call first? <laughs> Just to check it's if they're like open, a you know. number of people who reference some grumpy random dude in overalls. <laughs> and definitely people who suggested calling first. <laughs> and definitely, as Gage found out, don't go on a Tuesday. If you have a ghost story to share about your experience at the Bell Witch Farm, cave, or any other story for that matter, send it our way via email at stories at the hauntedpodcasts.com. That's haunted podcasts with an S. We are cool with audio or text-based messages, and we'd love to get it into a mini listener episode. 
You can find us online at www.thehauntedpodcastswithans.com, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Haunted Pods, and on all of your favorite podcasting apps. If we're missing any, please let us know. If you love the show, please lend us a hand by giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app, including iTunes. We like iTunes reviews. Definitely iTunes. Five stars. Not loving the three out of five, but I'll take a five out of five. (laughs) Say whatever you want. Just please, we would really love to have five-star reviews. You can tell us we suck. (laughs) Long as it has five stars beside it. This helps other people find us and spread the word. To help properly incentivize you, when we get 100 reviews, we will throw you out a bonus episode. So review away and spread the word, please. We currently have two out of 100, so we're off to a start. Oh, actually, we're at three. We have one out of 100. So I lied. We have one out of 100, not two. So, you know, please help us out. (laughs) Please. Pretty please. Please. If giving us a rating is not enough, join us on Patreon. We have some openings in our Wink (laughs) Investigator Membership Program. For as little as $1 a month, you can join us as a casual investigator. We also have $3 and $5 levels as a part-time investigator and an on-the-rotation investigator. We are hoping to reach 500 Patreons so we can move to one episode a week for both of the podcasts. You can find us on Patreon at The Haunted Pods. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to catching up with you on our next podcast. In the meantime, please try not to ghost anyone. us in case you are wondering we are not sponsored by anyone we are not sponsored by booking.com expedia travel whatever website TripAdvisor. is that the only use oh yeah we simply use things uh that we find on the internet so just wanted to give a little disclaimer at the end of the podcast probably not listening to it and that's totally fine i think our asses are still covered then <laughs> But we find all of ourselves, uh, we free source it on the internet, and that is that. So we do not express any opinion of anyone else, uh, just kind of our own, because we feel like it. Sorry. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>